Hey everyone, Mad Max here, and I want to tell you about my bookie. They are the industry's leading online sportsbook and casino, and boy, do they have you covered. MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college ball, soccer, MMA, boxing, and more. Sign up now using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. My bookie will meet you halfway up to $1,000 when you deposit. Whether you're at home or on the go, on your laptop or on your phone, it's only a few clicks away from placing your bets and making some money. Bet, win, and get paid with my bookie. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday after the main show, which can mean we're uh, talking UFC with, uh, with the boys. What's going on, James? With the lads, uh, yeah, I'm going very well, thank you. How about yourself, Arch? Oh, not too bad, not too bad at all. And we've got Mason. <laughs> What's going on, Mason? How's it going, man? I'm good to be back this weekend. We've got a great card. The MMA gods have truly blessed us this weekend. We missed you last week. I had to listen to James drone on and on and on. Oh, I really felt bad on your half for that. <laughs> How are you guys doing? England, is it getting close to opening up, back up, James? Um, or Mason? Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly in our end, I think it's they're sort of mapping out sort of guidelines and sort of rules and regulations we can sort of ease back into and they're doing it bit by bit. So every month or so they're introducing a new system. So I think in a couple of days time, you're allowed to meet with one person and then by the end of the month, you can meet a group of six and then by the end of the next month, you can go to the pub and then it just starts building up till June the 21st when they're completely going to get rid of the whole lockdown. Mm. But uh, yeah, bit by bit we're getting there. If I was your age, Mason, and I couldn't go to the bars, whew, my balls would be the size of grapefruits. I'll just tell you what, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, grapefruits. <laughs> June twenty first is when it's all going down. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what is it? Bowling balls? Is that a better analogy, James? <laughs> hey, that's your analogy. I'm staying out of this. All right. <laughs> James is starting, if you haven't noticed, James is starting to look forward into his life. He's starting to realize he's got to get a job out there. So he's, he's, he's being very careful about what he says on the podcast nowadays. Yeah, I'm going to have to excuse my French every once in a while, because if I say something um, controversial, you know, you look at this day and age, you see political correctness gone mad and there's too many snowflakes in the world. So I've got to be careful with what I say. Otherwise I'll be in the the thick of it. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Good job right there. Good job right there. Don't bait me out. Don't bait me out. <laughs> All right. So we got one hell of a card this Saturday. Best card of the year. Wouldn't you say top to bottom? Yeah, I'd say it's probably one of the best cards we've had in a while. I think it trumps um, 249 personally, in my opinion, because I know with 249 had a fair few. The main event and the main card was unbelievable. I had a couple of nice prelims, but from top to bottom on this one, it's literally stats. Like you can, you can, for UK fans and for European fans, you can stay up all night and will not be disappointed. Um, and that's why the UFC trumps boxing right now because Dana White and the MMA gods just sort of bless us every once in a while with these incredible cards, whereas you wouldn't get that in boxing. So this weekend's going to be an absolute cracker. Mason, what's your thoughts on the overall card? Over, yeah, like James said, in my opinion, this trumps 249. Last year we had, I'd say, three standout cards, and that would be 249, 251, and then Khabib Gaethje at 254, I believe. And I think this trumps them all. Last year, we had some great fights, but this weekend alone, we, we've got some amazing fights. And the rest of the month and even April, we've got some absolute bangers to look forward to. Nice. Well, let's get to it. You got me all excited here. <laughs> James, main fight. Main, uh, main uh, the big fight, I guess. I don't know how to say it. There you go. Take it. 
There you go. Boom, nailed it. Uh, yeah, the main <laughs> event between <laughs> Jan Blahovic. You right there, mate? <laughs> uh, Jan Blahovic and Israel Adesanya. Um, I t- genuinely cannot wait for this one. I think Israel Adesanya, I mean, the sheer audacity to jump from 185 to 205 is just, you, you've got to give him some respect because it's not easy. You, you look at the top killers at 205, these men can literally knock anyone out in a heartbeat. And for some reason, Israel Adesanya decides to gain an extra 20 pounds and compete with them. So you've got nothing but respect for them. When you break it down, one thing is clear. Jan Blahovic obviously is going to have the power advantage. There's no doubt about that. He's not necessarily the bigger guy, but obviously he's got the the more muscle, he's got the more fat, he's a thicker guy than Adesanya, which is obviously evident to see. And we've seen in the past some of Blahovic's uh, one-punch knockout power over Corey Anderson and Luke Rockhold. But the question is, will he be able to hit Adesanya clean? And not many fighters have hit Is he clean. I think the only fighter we've seen him get rocked by is Kelvin Gastelum. And he was formerly a welterweight, but even then he went on to win the fight. And... If a if a small welterweight can rock Adesanya, then maybe Blahovic can. But I think Adesanya's come leaps and bounds since the interim title win against uh, Kelvin Gastelum, and we saw in the when he won the fight against Whitaker, we just saw Robert Whitaker sort of lunge forward in his attacks, and Adesanya would sort of almost glide away from them, using his footwork and his head movement. I think he's got to ha- adopt that same approach in this fight with Jan Blahovic. I think at times it's going to be like a tactical chess match between the two. Blahovic tends to be a bit flat-footed and doesn't really put the pressure on against his opponents that much. He tends to to counter-punch like Adesanya. They're both terrific counter-punchers, but occasionally will blitz forward with heavy punches uh, rather than ending with a head kick to either the body or the head. And that's how you saw Jan Blahovic finish Reyes with those nasty body kicks. And again, we saw in the Costa fight, we sort of saw Paolo adopt the same approach that Blahovic tends to do. Like if you're flat foot against Adesanya, he will mercilessly pick you apart. And I'm very much looking forward to Adesanya fight this weekend. It really is a, it's a tough one because we've seen with Adesanya, nobody can take him down. He's got a fantastic takedown uh, defence. But Blahovic, his clinch work and maybe his grappling experience will may pay dividends in this fight because he's the bigger man he's got the 20 extra pounds so he might want to test Adesanya's takedown defense and try and get the fight to the floor because he's just so powerful and he's the bigger man I think since like I said both the counter punches this may end up being a tactical chess match as I said moving forward is very dangerous against these opponents I think they're both going to sort of feel each other out for the first few rounds I just think with Adesanya's sheer speed and movement on the feet, I think he's going to pick Lovic apart. But I'm going to go for an Adesanya via third round TKO. However, that Polish power is legit. And if you're a gambler, if you're a better man, which I know you are, Arch, and don't we know it, you may want to lean some money towards Jan Lovic on this one because he may catch him and he may rock Adesanya. Um, and maybe the extra £20 may sort of playing towards Jan Blachowicz's hands because he's already experienced at 205 and Adesanya's never been up two weight classes before or weight class before. So it'll be interesting to see how Adesanya fares. But like I said, I'm going for Adesanya, but don't rule out that Polish pal. All right, Mason, what about you? It's the same with James there. I'm really looking forward to this. And I've seen a, a quite a number of people online counting Jan Blachowicz out and 
that is something that's going to be a real key for Jan because there's going to be no pressure as such on him as much as there is on Izzy in this fight because not many people are expecting him to pull it out of the bag against Izzy. To be honest, I'm kind of I'm leaning towards Izzy, but I wouldn't be surprised with Jan. I've seen a couple of interviews this week and Izzy's got two paths to victory, he said. One includes stopping him and the other he's not fully revealed, but it includes a submission, he said. And if he can submit Jan, that would be a real shock. I know he's got his purple belt in jiu-jitsu recently. His ground game is underappreciated and that's just because we've not seen it yet. But I would be shocked if he submits Jan. But I personally, I'm gonna, I am gonna. think Izzy will knock him out in the second round. Oh, okay. In the second. Israel is like a huge favorite. He's minus 226 right now. Jan is plus 190. Oh, man. This is a tough one because I do... Th- <laughs> All things being equal, which they're not, I, I think Israel probably wins the fight, you know, easily. But man, going up a weight class is what's got me worried, James. I just don't. Mm. I mean, is he going to be able to move like he's accustomed to moving with all that extra weight? Is he going to be able to, you know, because man, he he's like watching Mercury, just liquid Mercury out there. He's, <laughs> it's so fun to watch. I just, I'm a little concerned. Do you think he's I pretty much the same, or uh, from what I've read and from what I've heard and from the reports, I think. From what Eugene, um, his coach, has said, they're not going to sort of bulk up that drastically. So I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, sort of leans towards the 205, uh, if he weighs in at 205. I think he'll considerably weigh in a lot less. In my opinion, I'd say between 190 and probably 196, which is really, really extremely rare for a sort of title fight, and especially at that heavyweight, because for any title fight, you tend to sort of come as close as you can to the weight limit as possible. But with Adesanya, as I alluded to earlier, he's coming up and gained an extra 20 pounds. So in a way, the onus is on him to sort of control his weight and to control the approach. So I don't think he'll put on that much weight. So between 190 and 195, that will suit Adesanya to a T. But any further than that, then you've got to start questioning, is this the right approach? But yeah, I don't think he'll weigh in around 205 come fight night. All right, you got me convinced. I, I, I'm not gonna buck, <laughs> I'm not going to buck the sheet. I'm going to follow you guys. I think Israel does win. Uh, early stoppage, that, that, that's what surprised me. I thought you, I thought you guys were going to go decision. I really did. Oh, man. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. I'm going to follow you guys and just say early stoppage. I don't know if the second or third. I'll write up the blog post you know, uh, on the app. Friday and, and see where we come out. But I, you know, minus 226 might be a little bit too much to bet. All right. Hell of a fight. That this is, uh, I can't, cannot wait for this one. Amazing fight. And now we've got <laughs> the next fight. And even, and even better. Fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mason, give us the rundown. I'll, I'll take this away. Here. Obviously Megan Anderson, she's against Amanda Nunes, who is the greatest female fighter of all time and looking to potentially in the coming years become the greatest fighter of all time and with the run she's on I wouldn't be surprised but the only thing that I think stopping her from getting that is there's a lack of contenders for her at the moment obviously a past few fights she's fought Felicia Spencer, Jermaine Durandamy, Holly Holm, Chris Cyborg yeah they're all great fighters but apart from Chris Cyborg I think everyone expected her to win each of the other fights. I think Chris Cyborg was a bit more 50-50 as such. But yeah, Amanda Nunes, the run she's on, I think she's it's like 10 
12 wins, I think, without a loss. The last loss was back in 2014, I think, and that was against Kat- Katsunganu. And I don't see... Me- Personally, I don't see many people beating Amanda. I, I don't know if it is going to be possible for Megan, but the team she's surrounded by, she's over at Glory MMA with James Krause. And as we've seen with some of James Krause's guys recently, they're on a tear at the moment. Jason Witt, Derek Minner, who's just had a really dominant fight just a couple of weeks ago at UFC Vegas 19. I think when you're surrounded by a team like that, your confidence has got to be going in at a all-time high. And as me and James spoke to Derek last night, and I've seen interviews with James Krause this week, they're all going to be behind Megan no matter what. But I, th- I think a hell of a lot of people are underestimating Megan just because she's coming up against Amanda Nunes. And as you put in the group before, Arch, the odds uh, ne- ne- next to none for <laughs> betting on Amanda Nunes pretty much. So there's not much value in betting for Amanda. But this is where I said one of my bets are going to shock you. I'm going to oh go my God. by a decision. That, 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 it's too tempting that plus what was it like six seven hundred? <sighs> it's too tempting for me, Arch. I've got, I've got, I've got to go for Megan Anderson via decision. Does oh co- does co- does COVID affect like mental capability, James? Like, does <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when I was at uni and I had it, I was suffering from uh, slight delusions, so I think I passed it on to Mason <laughs> by the over screen. Well, well, another point is obviously. As we've seen in the UFC Embedded series this week, obviously Amanda's recently become a parent and that can affect people in two different ways. So I don't know how that's going to affect her because she's not fought since becoming a parent and it will be interesting to see how she is after the big change in her life. Yeah, but Megan Anderson hasn't fought in nearly a year, which is crazy. We'll see Saturday, boys. Megan Anderson by decision. Here we go. Oh, well, let's let's not stop there. Split No. Split, or I should say majority decision or unanimous. Pick one. He's going to say majority. Yeah, you got to say majority. He's, he's going to say 50-45. Like just dominate yourself for five rounds or something like that. Um, unanimous decision. Unanimous decision. Go. All right. Uh, Megan Anderson to win by unanimous decision plus 2,500. <laughs> so, yeah, 100 bucks gets you. Jesus. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Got, got you in. I mean, we're, we're in for a money weekend there then, boys. Yeah, yeah, that's that's no joke. All right, James, uh, you're following Mason, I assume. Yeah, fuck no. <laughs> Hell no. I'm not that delusional. Jesus Christ. I mean, Amanda Nunes is probably one of the greatest of all, of all time for a reason, not just in the, the female department, but in, just in general. I mean, she hasn't, as uh, Mason alluded to earlier, she hasn't lost fights since 2014. I think, yeah, I agree, you know, sometimes becoming a parent, uh, it can sort of change your mentality and whether it's for the good or whether it's for the bad, you don't know because you saw Conor McGregor in January saying, I'm, I'm fighting for my, I've got my two kids, I'm fighting for them. That's my mentality now. And then he goes on to losing against Dustin Poirier. I just don't know with Amanda Nunes. I, just, I don't think she'll, she'll have that sort of mentality, but she's just a killer to say the least. I mean, you just look at her record from start to finish. She's just smoked everybody uh, in her path. And maybe, Megan Anderson can sort of test Amanda on the feet, but then with Jermaine uh, Durandamy against Amanda Nunes, when she got tested in the kickboxing exchanges, Amanda Nunes would then initiate the takedown and sort of pick her apart on the mat. So 
uh, Megan Anderson's um, ground game is going to be testing this one if she decides to initiate the the clinch and the single leg and the double leg. So you, I just I just don't see how Megan Anderson's going to win this one. I really don't. She's a huge underdog for a reason. Again, I think if Amanda Nunes wins this fight, I would not be surprised if she retires because she's cleaned up the featherweight division. Uh, well, I say featherweight division. There's only like two fighters in there anyway. And <laughs> she's beating everyone at bantamweight. There's nobody else that appeases her. There's nobody else that's going to sort of say, oh, I'm tempted to go to training on a day-to-day basis just because I want to beat this woman up. There's nobody out there. And I wouldn't be surprised if she hangs it up. So I think she'll have that motivation and the sort of killer determination like never before in this fight. I think she's going to finish Megan Anderson uh, I'm going to go third round again, but same as the Adesanya one. Third round TKO. Third round TKO. Okay. There's no value on this fight at all. I mean, I, Mason, you're you're on the right path. I mean, yeah, if there is a anything, you you kind of want to throw a little bit of money on uh, the underdog here. But Jesus, uh, Nunez is minus ten thirty three. So you know, you throw a hundred dollars, you throw a hundred dollars on that fight, you get nine dollars in change back. So God damn, this is. I'm off this fight. I'm not touching this one. There's no value there. I don't think Megan Anderson has a snowball's chance in hell. But good luck, Mason. We're all praying for you. <laughs> all good, man. All good. All right, James. Find me some value somewhere. Well, we're about to get it with this one. Believe you me. Uh, next fight we've got is Piotr Jan versus Aljamain Sterling. And when you look at the two, I think with Jan, he's a more, well, he is a tremendous pressure fighter. For me, the stance, Jan advances on his opponents with these smart combinations. This He's got a tight defense and a ton of uh, traps sort of layered into his defense. So lately, when looking at the pair, Sterling's kicking game is, you know, he's nearly gone as responsible for his success as his wrestling expertise. He's a long bantamweight. He's happy to throw as many kicks as opponents, never really gets a chance to answer. And this is where Jan's Muay Thai experience could prove valuable. If he can avoid those kicks and control, you know, the pocket and the exchanges, then maybe we'll see Jan dictate the fight. Even without Sterling's Zanke build, I think Jan has kick counters ingrained into his being. Like, he just does it for fun. Each time Sterling fires a kick, whether it's like a roundhouse kick or a front stop or a side push, Jan should be answering with a counter kick or, or two punches and a kick of his own just to sort of keep the pressure keep the pressure going. I think the kicks are going to be an absolutely huge part of Sterling's offense in this fight. If he's getting cracked at all, then on all of his attempted kicks, it's going to be severely limit. It's going to severely limit the challenger and draw up bad takedown attempts, which makes life, which makes Jan's life a little bit more easier because if Sterling sort of gassing up with those kicks and has no answer, then we're going to see Jan pick him apart. The counter kicks, pressure the wrestler and watch the big strike add up. It's going to, benefit Jan in this one and as I alluded to just then Sterling is a tremendous mix of kicks and takedowns and he's one of the nastiest strangle specialists in the game especially at bantamweight he submitted Corey Sandhagen in his last fight and we've yet to see Jan really tested in his last uh, tested on the ground uh, inside the UFC I know I can't remember the opponent but the first and only person he lost to in the octagon Jan was sort of dominated on the mat. He got taken down a lot. And then they did the rematch in that promotion. And Jan read the read those takedown attempts. He did his homework and eventually went on to slaughter that opponent. So I think he's yet to face a wrestler quite like Aljo. I know, you know, that bloke in the European promotion, probably nowhere near Aljo's level. And I'm very much looking forward to this one because if 
Aljo can sort of dictate the pace early on and not sort of stay in the pockets as Jan would want and mm-hmm. sort of keep allowing Jan to put the pressure. I think Sterling has a great style to frustrate Jan as he can sort of hang further back and fling kicks at Jan and then Jan will want to push forward and try to swing for his <laughs> to swing for his jaw and then that allows Sterling's movement to duck and into a takedown, into a single or into a double and then get the fight to the floor and grapple and then we'll see Jan tested on the map. So my prediction, I'm going for an underdog here. I think Sterling will manage to get the fight to the floor and sneak a submission in there. So I'm going to go for a second round Sterling submission. Oh, nice. What about you, Mason? I'm, I'm in the same boat with James here. To be honest, I think Sterling is going to be able to take it to the ground. I think the first round or so, I've got, I'm favouring Petter Jan for the first couple of rounds. What are you doing well, over there? Are you like you like working on drywall or something? You just... <laughs> He's hyperventilating over his pick <laughs> and make an answer bit. Get the paper bag out. <laughs> the, first, the first round I'm favouring Piotr Jan. Yeah. And I think he's going to have the, well, he's got the striking advantage anyway. I think second, well, first round, uh, Aljamain's going to try to beat up the legs with some calf kicks. And I think in the past couple of months, we've seen them really work in favour of guys recently and I think that will be a wise decision from Aljo to implement them into his game on Saturday and I think second round he'll probably get the takedown and then he'll move into the submission and I fully agree with James I've got Aljo via second round submission Mm, nice okay this was a razor razor thin uh, margins on this fight I'm surprised you guys were feeling so confident Mian's minus 110, Sterling's minus 101. Those are the best odds I could find. So, hell yeah, we're, you're going to get paid on this, uh, no doubt. I can't pick a side because it's, you know, it's a coin flip. It's, uh, you know, 52% to Jan, 50% to Sterling. So, it, it's pretty damn close to a coin flip. Uh, Sterling wins by submission is paying us, you know, 300, 350 in that range. That's not bad. I'll follow you guys here if you're feeling that good. I'll, I definitely want a piece of that. <laughs> Greed always wins, man. You bet oh, on me. Why do you say that? M- Megan Anderson, then Archie oh, Greed. <laughs> You're crazy, man. You're crazy. <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. James, you want to take another or should we get it over to Mason and see what he's got? Uh, you know, yeah, take Mason, the next fight, Mason. On this fight. <laughs> Well, the next one I've got is Thiago Santos and Alexander Rakic. And I think, although it is going to be a great fight, I think a lot of people are counting it out as such just because of the calibre of fights we've got on the main card as well with Israel, Jan, all them guys. I'm ri- Apart from the bantamweight title and the main event, this is the fight I'm looking forward to the most on the card. As we've seen, Thiago Santos, he's, he's a killer in the cage. He's fought guys like, he's fought Kevin Holland. He's fought the Jimmy Manawaz. He's fought the Jan Blachowicz. And, and he's defeated the current champion. So I think a, a dominant win here for Thiago Santos. He could be calling for the, he could be calling for the rematch with Glover and then the winner of that go for the title. In my opinion, I believe Glover deser- deserves the next title shot, but with how the UFC is working, I don't know if he will get it. But, yeah, like I say, Thiago Santos has fought and defeated the the Jimmy Manuars, the Ambrohoviches, and he's a he's. I love watching him. To be honest, I think his past two fights, the fight against John Jones, great argument for him to win that fight, and I'm fifty fifty on that. He, I've watched it multiple times. Sometimes I think he's won, and the other times I'd edge it towards Jones. And yeah, his last fight was nowhere near his level. He got dominated by Glover area, and that just that that wasn't Thiago Santos, but opposite the cage against him is no guy to mess with. Viva Alexander Rakic. The but like I said, Thiago Santos has fought Jimmy Manawara, and so is Alexander Rakic, and he's knocked him out. His last fight was against Anthony Smith, and wow, that was a real dominant fight on Rakic's half. And to be honest, I do like watching Rakic, but I don't know if he's going to be able to handle Santos so if I'm giving my it's a tough decision but I'm gonna edge it towards Thiago Santos via a unanimous decision James um with this one I mean it, this is a, a majorly risky fight for Santos I think this isn't the same Thiago Santos that fought John Jones ever since that knee injury against Jones. I don't think he's he's been the same fighter. I know he's had one fight since, and obviously, as Mason alluded to there, what, that was against Clover Teixeira, whereby he wasn't himself. I think in that fight, Thiago's aggression cost him dearly. And I just don't know. I think with Santos, since his move up to light heavyweight, he's changed his fighting style. You know, he can no longer simply destroy his opposition with a single kick. He'll tend to sort of throw everything with major power and tends to work in a high volume manner. 
strategically he tends to rotate fight, to fight between absolutely wild aggression and then more patient counter striking uh, and against the high talented wrestling Rakic the calm approach probably seems the best approach to take in this one with Santos if he's too risky in his offence then maybe he's going to end up on the bottom and beneath Rakic which is certainly going to pay dividends for the Austrian uh, so instead I think Santos has to move who has to move his feet and break Rakic down because he's a sharp, hard hitter himself, Santos. And with Rakic, he's, a, he's such a tall and strong uh, bloke for the 205-pound division. So this is going to be a very, very tough fight for Santos. Rakic has a very classic Muay Thai game that mixes well with his powerful takedowns. And I don't know with this one. I think Rakic's opportunity to wrestle, he's going to look to exploit that. And I think with Santos, you know, he is difficult to take down when he sees the shot coming. But if he's lunging in for a punch, Rakic has a better chance to shoot and catch him off guard. So I genuinely think Rakic is going to be a lot more strategic in this fight and eventually go on to get the decision victory because I really feel like Alexander Rakic is going to be one of the next top guys. Nice. So split decision on you guys for decision. Uh, Santos is plus 138. Rakic is minus 155. So Santos is the slight underdog. I think there's enough value there. I want a piece of Santos. I'm going to bet him, you know, plus 138 just to win the fight. If I wanted to take, you know, Mason's advice and the decision, that pays pretty well. Uh, Santos by decision, it's like plus 800 at some books. So that's not bad. And Rackick by decision, plus 225. So you both are getting paid no matter what happens on this one. All right, James, what do you got next up? Uh, well, it was easy to go with either Dominic Cruz versus Case Kenny or Makachev versus Drew Dober, but I thought I'd go way, way, way down this. And one of the first fights of the night, which is Kennedy and Zuchukwu versus Carlos Sulberg. And in this fight, we've got a lot of guys from the City Kickboxing Academy fighting. I think we've got, obviously, Israel Adesanya, Kai Karafantz, and now in this one, Carlos Sulberg, who I believe is making his MMA debut. Now, I know he's 3-0, and and you look at Kennedy, 7-1, and but Kennedy hasn't fought in, like, 20 months, and he just doesn't seem to have that determination and the edge to sort of go in on a, like a, into a fight and it doesn't really tend to accept fights and hence why we've not seen him for a while. Allberg is coming through the contender series and he knocked out Bruno Oliveira with a vicious left hook to secure that UFC contract. And to be honest with you, you look at the city kickboxing guys, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if Allberg uh, doesn't brutalize Kennedy because I think the, the Nigerian in Kennedy, his lack of interest in initiating the grappling gives Allberg free reign just to sort of unleash his power, striking Arsenal, which absolutely eclipses Kennedy in terms of his speed, his power, his technique, and his versatility. And to make things worse for Kennedy, Allberg is very extremely adept at fighting southpaws. Therefore, unless sort of the bright lights get to Allberg a little bit and he gets a bit too tentative to let the offence go, I just think Kennedy's going to be in for a will as weapon, as the Americans say in this one. Um, expect Allberg to exploit Kennedy's weakness when it comes to the low kicks, as uh, Stosic did, compromising Kennedy's movement until the sort of reach difference ceases to be a factor. So from there on in, I think it's going to be a case of how Allberg finishes the fight. Can he get it done with a vicious head kick or a vicious sort of counter strikes early on? I don't know. I think this one will be a feeling that process because it's his UFC debut. It won the first round just to sort of pick him apart, and then eventually Carlos Allberg will win the fight in the second round via TKO. Mason, you on this one? 
Um, I'll, I'll talk. Well, I'm not. I won't go in depth about it. I agree with James there, but I've got um Oberg by the decision. I think UFC debut. Yeah, he's going to put on a show, but I think he might be a bit tentative with going all out for the finish during the fight, just in case he got caught or anything. But uh, I've got no doubt he'll get the win. But I think okay. he'll be by decision. This is a tough one. My stats don't do so well with new fighters, so I, I, I'm going to lean Kennedy here. He's plus 202. I think he's got a shot. Oh, uh, Carlos is minus 242. So, yeah, I would lean that way towards Kennedy, but I'm I, I'm off this fight. All right, Mason, what do you got up next? Um, next up, I've got Kaikara France and Rogerio Bonterin. I've probably butchered his name there, but like James alluded to, there's quite a few guys from the City Kickboxing Gym, Israel Adesanya, Kaikara, France, Olberg. I'm looking forward to this one because his last fight out for Kaikara, France against Brandon Royval, he could have won, but he ended up getting caught in the submission early in the second round. And now he's he's not been on, well, past three fights, he's lost two out of his last three, which isn't the greatest runs when you want to be up there challenging for the titles. So I think this is going to be a, this is a must win fight for Kaikara France. I think if he wants to be one of the guys out of city kickboxing, who is world champions, he's, this is a must win. And to be honest, I'm a bit 50, 50 on how he's going to win. I think he could get a TKO maybe late on, but I'm going to say a decision on Kaikara France just because I think he's he's training leading up to this. I think he's just going to be going all out. He's going to be doing everything he can to get that win again. And I just don't think anyone's going to stop him. I, to be honest, I think he's going to be a real contender in this next year is a make or break year for right. Kaikara France, you on this in my one? opinion. I haven't got this one written down, but I'm probably leaning towards Kaikara via decision on this one. Both men are coming off of a loss and uh, Jerry Bonterin is coming off of a defeat to Ray Bog, which is well over a year ago. And I think with Kaikara, maybe the sort of city kickboxing they're going to be having, all those teammates fighting on the same card, maybe will give him the sort of confidence booster that he needs going into this one. You look at Kaikara France, I mean, he's got, you know, almost... I think he's got 30 professional fights under his belt. For a 27-year-old, that's just absolutely incredible to see. Whereas you've got Rogerio, he's fought 18 times. And I don't know, this one, I think if Kaikara doesn't get taken down early and can sort of initiate and become the better fighter in the exchanges on the feet, I think he will control this fight and get the decision victory. But if Rogerio takes a fight to the floor, then you know he might get the submission. But I don't see anyone finishing anyone in this fight, so I'm going to probably lean right. towards Kaikara by decision. Kaikara is minus 138. I do have him winning the fight, but it's just slightly too much to ask for from Vegas at the minus 138. So I'll lean that way, but I'm, I'm not touching this fight. All right, James, you got any other fights? Uh, I think my next fight I've got, I think this is my final one, I've got Sean Brady versus Jake Matthews, and this is a, an interesting fight to say the least. I'm very much looking forward to this one because you got a guy in Sean Brady who's 13 and now he's undefeated and his undefeated record will be put to the test in this one against a guy like Jake Matthews who is very well-rounded in his approach but he's very comfortable on his feet and I think from me, in my personal opinion, I think Brady's 
the favourite here and for a few reasons that stick out. One is a given that he's obviously got the undefeated record. His confidence is going to be through the roof right now and when you're undefeated you think you can beat everyone and the more guys you beat, the more of opportunities you're going to get to push through the rankings. And I think he really will be a top contender in the sort of years to come. This fight will prove that. And I think the other would be his uh, aggressive approach when it comes to striking each minute. I think with uh, Jake Matthews, he tends to absorb a lot. And and, and so does um, Brady. But I think Brady is more precise in his movement and in his accuracy. And if he can land clean, and pick Jake Matthews apart, I genuinely think Sean Brady will control proceedings for the full 15 minutes. I don't think we'll see a finish in this one. I just think, I, I don't think both men have the sort of power and the ability to finish each other, but you never know this. The MMA game is very crazy and Jake Matthews could have what it takes to get a job done. But like I said, with Brady, he's undefeated. He's well balanced wherever the fight goes. And I think he will be a handful for any sort of contender within his ranks in the near future. So I'm going to go for a Sean Brady by decision. I'm liking the looks of Brady to date. This is going to be a big test this weekend against Jake Matthews. He's very well-rounded. An excellent fight, certainly. So Sean Brady by decision you? for me. Um, I'm leaning towards the same decision as James Sean Brady via a decision there. I just think... I don't think either guy is going to finish each other. I think Sean's going to want to keep that undefeated record. He's going to want to keep that O. I don't think Jake's going to have enough to finish him. I think it's a toss-up for a decision, I think. Both guys are very talented, but I'm leaning towards yeah, Brady. Yeah, this is a very decision. close fight. I agree with you. I think Sean Brady wins. He's minus 207, just straight money line. That's too high to pay. Too much to ask for him. I don't know if he's going to win, you know... 67% of the time uh, Brady wins by decision though plus 130 so you're getting a little getting a little bit of value there so I like that but definitely a lean on Sean Brady here Mason what do you got left well I've got one more left and it's the main fight on the prelims Dominic Cruz and Casey Kenny and I've gone for a bit of a different approach I think everyone is ex- well I've seen a lot of people expect Dominic Cruz just to get in there get out dominant 15 minutes and it's going to be a lot tougher than everyone's making it out to be. Casey Kenny, I know, I know he fought four times last year and he only lost once, so he's won three out of his last four. He's on a really good run at, at the minute. He's, he had a fight with Nathaniel Wood over in October, I believe. Yes, it was a unanimous decision, but I've seen many people f- think that it could have gone both ways. I did have it going Casey Kenny's way and to be honest, there's no need to give an introduction to Dominic Cruz. He's fought the Hoothoos. He's fought Uri Faber, TJ Dillashaw, Cody Garbrandt, the great guys like that. But I think Dominic Cruz is done, to be honest, Arch. If I was going to choose, I think the ground game is going to be a lot for Dom to handle. I've got Casey Kenny via okay. decision. James, you on board? No, I'm going for Dominic Cruz. I mean, I'm a big fan of Dominic Cruz. And, you know, you can say he's finished, but I, d- I don't think he should have stepped into that fight against Henry Cejudo. I mean, he hasn't fought before his fight with Henry Cejudo. I think his last fight was like nearly four years ago. Before that, it was a wrong approach to take. Originally, it was supposed to be Jose Aldo. So going into this one, Casey Kenny, don't get me wrong, he's a really talented fighter. But I think Cruz, this is going to be a big test. I mean, if he can win, 
then maybe some fans will be on board of that resurgence within Dominic Cruz where he can get back up the bantamweight. But if he loses this weekend, then I, all right, I'll hold my hand up and say, yeah, all right, maybe he's truly done because Casey Kenny, he's a top contender, but he's not there yet. He's not the finished article. He's coming off of a great win. But I think Cruz's takedown is just too precise for Kenny's lethal grappling to have any impact. And Cruz's striking ability on the feet I know Kenny is very good on the feet as well, but Cruz is probably one of the best strikers in the division on his day. I just think Cruz's toolbox is just sort of enough to put sort of uh, Casey Kenny to ease and to really control the fight for the 4-15. I don't think we'll see a finish on Cruz's behalf, but I just think his sheer movement and his versatility and his uh, deep toolbox will get the job done in this one. I'm going to go for... Are you going to bet that? Just, this one. Are you leaning that way? It may be the buzzer than me. I, to be, if I was to bet on that fight, okay. I would. I've got, I've got Dominic Cruz uh, losing the fight. He's plus 118, and Casey Kennedy is minus 136. This is really close. I've, I've got it like, you know, 51 to 49 for Kenny. It's so close. I'm going to lean Kenny here, but I'm not touching this one. This is This is a very close fight. All right. Mason, you're good? And James, you're good as well, right? All right. I've got two fights I wanted to look at. You guys can just give me the thumbs up, thumbs down. You don't have to break it down in much detail. Yadong Song (laughs) is fighting Mm -hmm. Kyler Phillips. Yadong Song is minus 152. I don't think that's too much to lay. I'm going to lay 152 on Song to win 100. I think he wins and uh, takes care of business against Kyler Phillips. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there, man. James? Yeah, yeah, same with me. I'm on board. I've got All right, some by decision. I like that. And I've got one more fight. I think there's some value here. I think Tim Elliott, he's plus 102 against Jordan Espinoza. I think he's got enough of a shot. And you get paid a little bit, plus 102. So I'm going to take a piece of there and, and bet Tim Elliott. I'm, I'm 50-50. Yeah, on no. that. I think it could go either James? way. Yeah, no, I'm in total agreement with you there. I think nice. Tim Elliott will get it done. Just quickly, I think Jordan Espinosa is very susceptible of his back and he will tap out eventually. Tim Elliott is a you know brutal on his back and can get a lot of nasty submissions under his belt. So Tim Elliott. There it is. I love it. All right. That's it, man. That was a hell of a card. This is this is exciting. We haven't gone this long in a while, but there's so many fights to talk about. Fantastic stuff. All right. So exactly. Sports Sesh. That's where you guys hang out. That's where you guys are interviewing you know some real names now. Indeed, last night we had UFC's Derek Minner, like we had said earlier in the show, had the dominant win over UFC Vegas 19. I think, yeah, I can say it now. Uh, tomorrow we've got the UFC's Miranda Maverick on, so we've, and we've got two more at the weekend, including LFA flyweight champion Vic Altamirano, who won at LFA 100. So, yeah, we've got some real names coming That's up. That's very cool, next man. Couple That's of awesome. Years. All right, so Sports Sesh, link in the description. You can follow James and Mason on Twitter, link in the description there as well. But, guys, that's it. Get the hell out of here. Cheers, man. Take care, mate. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.